Hi, I'm Sung Ray. I'm something else. Here, Black Girl Soul, a podcast where we discuss the Asian dramas we love from a Black female perspective. We are looking to be entertained, to learn about other cultures, and share our passion for these shows. Welcome. Happy New Year, everyone. This is Black Girl Soul. The following episode was recorded on January 1st, 2023, between us and K-Drama Support Group, along with a few other speakers. Thanks to Dr. Chi and Lenora for the collaboration, and thanks to all the speakers who chimed in. You can see their names in the description of this episode. Enjoy. So where shall we get started? Should we do Alchemy of Souls first or do Reborn Rich first? I think we should go ahead and do Reborn Rich first since it's over. That's my thoughts. That's fine. That's fine with me too. So what are your thoughts about Reborn Rich in the finale? (laughs) All right. So I know just based upon speaking with something else, we have like varying opinions. I'm not sure where you stand, Dr. Chi, but I know for us, we have varying opinions. One side of us is excited. You know, we were content with the ending the other side no not so much because what the heck happened so i'm the some somewhere i am the what the heck happened i have no clue what that ending was i don't know what they were trying to show me it was too much um overall this was an excellent drama to me i feel like if i had to give it a rating and you know me i do numbers and not letters if i had to rate it it would be a 9.5 out of 10 for me the only reason it's the 0.5 is because i couldn't catch how the heck did he kill himself that was the part that threw me off but aside from that it was a 9.5 because it was really well written. I love the actors. They played their parts. And I mean, everybody from when they were older to when they were younger, the children, like the whole thing was very well done. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Okay. Anybody else want to give their overall reading of Reborn Rich? Hi, this is something else. And yeah, I work in, in letters and not numbers. And it gets an A plus, 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 because, oh, my goodness. It's not what I typically would gravitate towards um, right away. But that first episode, that second episode, if you're going to watch it and be in love, they got you. They got you right away. Very stylish. Very good. Really kept you coming back on Tinder hooks. And so, yes, I loved the beginning the middle and especially the ending and I know exactly why we can go into that but I felt like it was a perfect drama and that is so hard to do so I don't know how but like I lost the last bit of what you were saying something happened on my end so I, the last part I heard was that you were giving an a plus 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 and then what'd you say could you repeat that please I'm sorry Sure. I gave it an A++. I felt that it was wonderful. The beginning, the middle, the ending. It was a perfect drama as far as I'm concerned. And we can go into the um, ending after our general review. <laughs> okay. Okay. I I don't know. Lenora, have you watched Reborn Rich? I'm not done, but I'm still going to ask questions after. But yeah, I'm not finished. No worries. I am with the both of you guys. I give it a 90, 
I'll give it an A. I'll give it a 100%. Okay. I'll do both letters and numbers. I will give it an A. Um, I think an A plus. I think they did a really good job. I, you know, the, the acting was great. The storyline was interesting, kept me hooked. And I, I was also annoyed with the ending. I was like, what the hell happened? First of all, I was pissed. Because a friend of mine, another K-drama friend, Parma from Dramas Over Flowers, she told me what the ending was going to be, and she had only watched two episodes. She's like, okay, this is a good drama, but what I'm concerned about is this and that, and this is what the what I think the ending might be. It's a spoiler. And I was like, okay, whatever. Episode two, whatever. Then I watched episode 16, and I was like, Parma! That's funny. I was pissed. And then I and I, I was so angry and I watched it. And I couldn't even get over my anger enough to appreciate the ending. And I was confused. But then I literally watched episode 16 one more time. And I was like, oh, now I get it. I feel like I understand it better now. Oh, well, you guys are going to have to help me with that. Well, I'll, I'll say that it's almost as if, like, once you watch it, you get that there was no other choice. Like in retrospect, because we did a, a kind of video um, up to the final two episodes or right before the final two episodes. And I kind of hinted at what I thought it was going to be. And it was pretty similar because I likened it to Bobby Ewing coming back from the dead. And you remember that dream sequence when they basically tell you, oh, it was all a dream and he's alive. I felt like that was going to happen because I think too many people really thought the ending would be the payoff of he's beaten all his siblings and he's at the top of the heap and he gets control of the company. But but come on, this guy was brilliant all the way through. He very rarely made missteps. So it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that he was going to get the company one way or the other. But we kept on forgetting about what the true point was. And the true point was his revenge in his original body. So that was one of the things. And then two, there was a huge problem. Like I had to look up how the webtoon and novel ended. And so that's why some people I'm assuming are disappointed because they read those first but the reality is that the webtoon and the novel were wrong there was a huge gap maybe someone wants to speak to the gap before i go into my rigmarole but there was no a please i don't know about this gap i literally just found out like today that there was a webtoon that it was based on which is probably why it was such a good drama i found that you know dramas based on webtoons tend to be better Better written. But yeah, I want to hear the rigmarole. Please continue. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. So it's the typical time paradox, right? If you have, if you have, let's say two men, if you have his past, who he was, and I'm and I'm horrible with names, you all know this, and you have Dojun, right? If you have Am I mixing up characters? God help me. But if you have... is is Song Junki. Yes, you're fine. Okay, thank you. So if you have Dojun and he then takes over, like the original guy takes over Dojun's body, right? 
and then he goes forward, then there is no reason for who he used to be to exist. If he, if he lived, if he didn't have the accident, then the other, then who he was would not have existed to go back in time. If you get what I'm saying? Like, let's say the accident had happened, but he had lived as a result of the accident. He, the, the, the person he used to be would not have been killed. None of that would have happened to send him back. So he had to die so that the timeline continued. It's some classic sci-fi BS. You get what I'm saying? And so I, yeah. that's not my issue. My issue was never that Dojin woke up or that, you know, WH, because that's who his original character was because he always used those initials, WH. WH woke up. That was not my issue. My issue is how in the hell did he kill himself? That's where I'm stuck. It, it makes perfect sense. Okay, so let's... They explain it, but super fast because they were rushing a little bit at the end. What what had happened was when WH was young, he had to take all kinds of odd jobs to get by because his father had put them into extreme debt. One of the, one of the jobs he took as a truck driver for a sketchy dude of that of that you know of the Sonyang Corporation. Like he was low level, low in the totem pole. So basically, he his only job on that day in the original timeline was to go to take that white truck. It's always a white truck, right? Park at that stop sign and get the hell out. That was what he was told to do. Those were his directions because he was the person who made Do, uh, Dojin, Dojin, wait, Lord help me. Help June stop and cause the accident. So he was an accessory. And so what they did to pay him back, because in the original timeline, he did kill the youngest grandson, was they said, Hey, we know you, we know that you helped us out. What we're going to do is jumpstart your career and make you and put you in a place in the organization. That's how he got to be secretary. He had, remember from the very beginning, he had no, he, he didn't even have a, a college um, degree. The, everyone talked about how far he came based on nothing, that he was super hyper about his job because he didn't get there naturally. He got there because they did him, they moved him up and they moved him up because he was instrumental in killing the grandson. Right. Mm -hmm. That part was clear for me. So that's how he ended up there. He was he was the reason the grandson died. The problem is the reason you might be confused is the same reason I'm confused about alchemy of souls. They use the same actor for two bodies, (laughs) because if you had seen old W.H. or whatever, Looking back, it would have been very clear to you, but because yeah, like okay. The same so person, then, thank you. That's all of that was the whole problem. But he said, "I killed myself." He exactly. said, "I am the reason that I died." Which I get. I understand the whole how he wound up becoming the secretary. That part again, not lost. It was the how are you killing you? I'm lost. But right. fine. If they're if we're saying that they just did not use a separate. Actor, right. fine. I'll take that. I'll take that. Right.
That's and I think also remember the courtroom where the guy comes in and he was an alcoholic and like he comes in he's, he tells him that yeah I confess I was driving the truck isn't that supposed to be him or is that supposed to be the guy driving the other truck that was my where I was confused that was that was the guy who um was working no 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 he didn't smash it. he wasn't the truck driver he was Doe June's um driver Remember all through the drama, at first the driver was um, kind of spying for the uncle, for the second uncle, but then Joe mm-hmm. June convinced him to like pretty much be a, a, a double agent. That was mm-hmm. him. He was, he was the one driving. But oh, see, even he... Driver of yeah. Right. Even he turned around, though, and said in his quote-unquote drunken state that he was, he. I'm sorry, uh, Dojun, I'm sorry for what I did. So, like, I don't know. I think the whole, I think that was part of where I feel like they, that's why they got a 9.5 and not a 10 for me, is that 0. 0.5 is that y'all tried to play with that ending a little too loosely instead of tying it up neatly. That part was the only problem I had because even he made his his testimony, they struck it and said it wouldn't be used, but it was still given and that was a problem to me because all of that kept leading to Dojun and WH were the same person and they couldn't have been. Exactly. They couldn't have been. You're right. And it, like um, something else said, it would have been clearer if they had used two actors. But I think of it like the Alchemy of Souls situation where it's like Alchemy of Souls in Reborn Rich, right? Where like the two souls are really in the same body now, but they're like the same person because the other person is dead. Anyways, point being, oh. my, just my, for me, help me to understand it. Like they are the same person now. That just helped me. And see, that's, and you know what? Let me just speak to that because there are two, maybe I could have rated it lower, but I love it so much that I'm not going to. So I had two major issues with with it. Number one, how did the, how did WH know, hey, let me record this conversation? Because that's not how I work. Something happens, I forget the order of events, and that may be on me and you all can explain. But I'm like, the minute you call your supervisor talking about hey why do you have me sitting here why why would he record that conversation he doesn't know that that accident is going to happen unless he called after the accident and then he's like let me record this conversation which i can kind of understand so that one was confusing to me um and then the other thing that was confusing to me um I can't remember what it is. It'll come back to me. My bad, you guys. <laughs> no worries. I feel like that part was completely believable to me within the realm of K-drama land. Because in K-drama land, people will randomly hit record at moments in which we never see them actually hit the recording button. And also, <laughs> like, the fictitious land that is K-drama land, like, random recordings emerge, right? I also feel like in real South Korea, like, recording devices are pretty common. So I could see how he could have just, like, you know, hit, you know, knew that something was off and let me just hit record because I don't know what's going on kind of thing. But I actually believe the recording aspects. It seems to me like Koreans record a lot of things. I don't know. That's my take on it. What about you, Sam? 
I've got nothing on that. For me, more than anything, I think I felt like that was more of the you're confusing these two separate entities as one and that was throwing me off because it's not alchemy of the souls and I couldn't accept like you know, my suspension of disbelief is always thrown off so I couldn't accept that hold on how are we functioning like this so again that was my point five takeaway because yeah I, I just couldn't got you yeah that's when I took it my suspension of belief disbelief was like it emerged in that point. It's like, okay, yeah, sure, sure, he had a recording. But overall, I I like the ending. I think I think you um something else. I think you were right that it couldn't really have ended any other way. And like, I was initially really, really angry about the ending a because Parma had predicted it like fourteen episodes ago. But also like the whole like oh. Well, I'm not going to completely spoil Eleanor because I think Sheridan is with, oh, you like spoilers, she said. Yeah, him being like, oh, yeah, I will go back into the past and I will have killed myself thing. I was like, when she told me that, I was like, no! Because I can totally see it happening. Two episodes, and I'm like, yes, that's that's probably what's going to happen. Probably, but hopefully they won't do that. But then they did it. And I was like, pissed the first time because of that. And secondly, because it felt like a, a, like it was all a dream kind of thing, kind of coma situation, you know? Where people fall into a coma and then like, they wake up and they're like, oh my God, I lived this other life, but it was all a dream. And so I was pissed about that. But then I watched it again and people were like, nah, it was not all a dream. It was not, that was a misinterpretation. So look, let me see this thing again. And I watched the episode of something I'm like, oh, okay, okay. It was not, all, it was all a dream. It was like, no, I am that person. I remember all of those things. And I was like watching Alchemy of Souls. I'm like, okay, it's just an Alchemy of Souls situation where you just came back a reincarnation. But I also appreciated that it wasn't like a revenge thing, but more of a like recompense, like making up for past wrong situation. That gave me a little bit more. That part I liked. That part I really, really liked. Right? It was like it gave it a little bit better closure because revenge dramas can can get kind of like well why are we doing this why are we doing this like why are you still trying to get revenge your grandfather likes you he respects you you're making a lot of money when you win when you like get your revenge you'll actually be on the top and you will just become the person that everybody else hates right but it's like oh they clearly said like this is not about revenge i was like oh what is it about i was listening like attentively i was like wait wait it's not anybody's like yeah it's about like making up for past wrongs like Oh, I got it now. Like, and it made, yeah, it tied it up nicely in a bow for me. And I also think it helped DW with his um, kind of, I think it kind of readjusted him a bit because in his original life, he was very. Are we talking WH? Oh, WH, thank you. Look, see, look, I, even that, I can't even do two letters. <laughs> WH, okay? W, let me look at it in my head. WH, okay. So, because WH had a horrible relationship with his father, he barely was involved with his brother. It was like he was taking care of them, but he didn't kind of have that um, familial feel, feeling. And so, living as though June allowed him to experience family in in both good and bad ways. Um, it wasn't lost on me that he was then part of a family unit. He had this, you know, loving brother. He had caring parents. And he got to experience... I mean, he had parents the first time around, but they had been through so much. 
as a family. And so he got to experience um, something better, um, something different. And I think that when he went back, he was different because I think there was one small scene or something where he was talking to his um, father or his brother or something. And he was, he, his, he was warmer. And so I was like, yeah, he came back and kind of was refreshed. He was kind of on point now. He, he understood what he was supposed to do, that he was supposed to, you know, find justice uh, for Dojun. He understood the assignment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So I have a question for you, Lenora. I know you said you haven't finished it, but thus far where you are and what you have watched, what are you thinking? I'm really liking it. And it's funny that when you guys described the ending, it kind of like was foreshadowed at the beginning when he sees himself as a child and he's kind of looking at it and he's like, oh, it's going to change time. I think in episode two, he was just like, oh, like time is being changed because I'm here. So that kind of does give away the ending in a way. But if people weren't paying attention, they wouldn't know. But it kind of is hinting that like it's something to do with time and like, any type of show that has time travel where somebody goes back in the past, like there's a German series that called dark that came out like two, three years ago. And it was pretty big on Netflix. It had similar theme. And so like, you just know from the beginning of watching it that like with time travel, if you go back in time or you replace somebody or take their life, it's going to affect you in the future. And then you may not even exist or you might be dead or something like that um, or be a completely different person. So that kind of hinted from the beginning, but I think I really like it. So That's why I was like, I don't mind spoilers because I'm still going to finish it because it's really good. I think oh, Lenore broke up a little bit at the end. Did I like cut out at the end? Can you guys hear me? Just a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically, yeah, I was saying that it hinted, I don't know what part you guys heard, but I was basically saying that it hinted the ending that you guys said described the show. It kind of hinted or foreshadowed it in like episode two and one a little bit when he was realizing, oh my gosh, I'm in the past. So if I do something here now in the past, it's going to affect the future. And like, if you've ever watched time travel shows, you'd realize that something like that means that he's either going to not exist when he wakes up or gets to the future, or he's going to be like a completely different person because he's like gone back in the past and he's like made changes to it. So yeah, that's why it kind of like did hint at it like in episode two. And I really like it. And I just like the writing and the acting and all the um, family members and just everything that he's going through the journey. So I'm definitely going to finish it. You know, one thing that's interesting to me when they mentioned the family members was that when we got to episode, um, I think, 16 or 15 even, when, like, he's, like, in the coma and we see all the new people, all the people who are, like, in episode one but who are, like, just older now, I was like, who are these people? I don't recognize anybody. I was like, who's that? Who's that? Who's this one with the gray hair? And then they're talking, I'm like, Oh, now, oh, that was his mom. But whose mom? I don't remember. Is that Dojuna's mom? Or is that WH? It was so confusing for me. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I liked it. I liked that they aged them and that we could see clearly we were in two different timelines because that helped me, honestly, because, I, you know, 
that I'll, I'll be struggling. That helped me basically to see, oh, okay, we've moved on. And this is because Dojun and WH never changed. They look the exact same in, in, in any timeline. So seeing them, seeing the other people kind of helped me understand basically what was going on. Because, yeah, I would have been confused too. Because like the aunt and the uncle, seeing them age was funny. But yeah, his, that was his, that was Dojun's mom, not WH's mom. Because remember, WH's mom passed. So oh, since we... Right. Okay. Since we touched on that, I would like to ask about the concept of cheating death because that is something me and something else had discussed. And I felt like in this drama and most dramas that we watch that are similar to this, you get that whole concept of whatever is supposed to be is going to be no matter how it shifts. So like the grandfather dying, um, the mom dying, um, Dojun even having his breach with death all of that had to happen because that was what was the original plan in so many words what do you guys think oh yeah it definitely makes sense because if he never if those characters never died including dojun it it would create like a loophole in time and that's when you have like a more sci-fi aspect if they wanted to like go more with the sci-fi and make a season two but since they wrapped up the story it, it, everything had to go back into place towards the end of the storyline. So it makes sense. I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? <laughs> so I was basically saying, since we were talking about the concept of cheating death and what we, me and something else when we had our discussion, basically like he saved his grandfather from the initial timeline where he was supposed to die in that airplane, but his grandfather had to die anyway and he wound up dying. Dojun, um, he was living out Dojun's life past when he initially was supposed to die, but again, he had to die anyway. His mom, he tried to save, save his mom from dying, but she wound up dying anyway. She killed herself in the second timeline. So I was just asking like, what did you all opinion about the concept of cheating death and how this story dealt with it oh oh my goodness oh so now we're gonna get into like oh okay the things that irk me about the show because i felt as though the people who aged were often the women they put them in the gray hair and like the guys who aged maybe they give like the the um American quote unquote Korean dude, like they made him age, but I feel like that's probably what his hair would look like normally. Whereas it didn't feel like like Sung Jun Ki did not age a day, right? And like 17 years is a long time for a person not to age. I mean, I guess in real life he doesn't really age either as the actor. Uh, exactly, because he still looks the same as he did back then. <laughs> yeah. But and I think they used some CGI when he was a quote unquote college student to make him you know, get rid of some of those lines and wrinkles. Well, he doesn't have wrinkles, so some of those lines and face stuff. But the cheating death thing, I was like, I didn't really feel like they were only the mom because women in Korea are expendable, right? That's how I feel about these Korean dramas. They just tell us over and over, like, yeah, you can just get rid of one, one woman, just replace her with another one, you know, just just get another one, right? Now with the dudes, though, and I just felt like, oh, yeah, the mom was expendable. Oh, yeah, she was going to die anyways. But the grandfather had lived a nice long life long after he was going to die, right? He was, was supposed to have died in that um, plane accident or that plane terrorist attack. And he lived, like, for decades, I think, after that. And then for um, Song Jung Ki's character, I think that he also died, like, much later than he would have otherwise. But this is where I was a little fuzzy because I was like, did 
Um, do, Jonah, did he die in his 20s? Did he die sooner than that? Did he die in his... Th- like, what age was he when he died? Because I, my sense was that in his the original, like, first episode, he died pretty young. But then in the second episode, or the second life, he dies much later. So it seems as if the guys get to live a lot longer, even <laughs> when they're cheating death than the lady did. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, you know what? Um, I agree with you. Initially, because the mother comes to his his second mother comes to the family and says, "How did you kill my son?" For some reason, I thought he died young. But unless you all correct me, that wasn't explicitly said. So he could have died at the same time as you know when he did die, right? And she was asking that question in the future. And if we understand that the timeline did not actually change, per se, just because he went back in the past. I mean, it changed in in small ways, like with his mother and with his grandfather. But it wasn't like he survived an accident and then, you know, continued living. The he the the mother clearly believed that no 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 no. Remember when he got into that accident with his grandfather in the car with him, he said then, oh now I remember why I didn't know four two or whatever his number was because he had died and he was saying in so many words I guess he had died in that car crash. Again, it's implied, it's not explicit, but the second car crash is what officially killed him. Okay, 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 and so. Towards that, I now remember the thing that got on my nerves that I forgot to say earlier in this this episode that got on my nerves. And it's the same thing that gets on my nerves with Alchemy of Souls, but we'll get to that later. And that is, I'm tired of folks getting replaced and we just let it go. In, In the beginning, in episode two of Reborn Rich, when young Dojun gets replaced, that's trifling. Y'all just completely erase a little boy. Thank like you. He had a whole personality, and that's my beef with Alchemy of Souls. So I've talked about this. He had a whole personality, favorite toys, favorite TV show. Like, he got plans and wishes in his life, and he completely gets erased as, what, an 11, 12-year-old? That was trifling. That was yeah. trifling. I completely agree. Women and children can be just thrown out. Like, we don't need them anymore. Moving on. <laughs> I hate that. I love it. Yeah, and that, that little the guy who played him, we've seen him in so many dramas, always doing a phenomenal job. And it's kind of amazing to watch him even grow up and see him as, like, a slightly older version of himself. It's like, oh, I remember you from so many dramas. I just can't remember which dramas they were. But you've been in a lot of dramas, and I've seen you as a little bitty boy... I see you as a, a boy, and I'm seeing you as, like, a preteen, you know, essentially. It's like, oh, Right. And so you applaud that he has the role, but, like, you know, and that's great. But I was just, like, the original Dojun got erased. Yeah. They just, just, like, out. just like Alchemy of Souls, I'm going to, I'm trifling, but this is the only way I can, like, describe her unless Song Rei helps me out. But original, the the woman who could not see, she gets erased until you find out that she's sitting 
in, in some water floating around, right? So then you go, oh, there's a chance that she could come back, you know, and she keeps on getting played in part two. But we'll get to that later. So that was my beef. And then I want to make two other points, both of which you all can respond about. But number one, I want to speak to how lackluster the romance was. It was great. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was, let me not say lackluster. I just don't feel like they gave it enough oomph towards the end because the they gave us a nice kind of floating romance between the prosecutor and Dojun, and they kept them kind of circling each other and falling in love. And then we get to the end, and all we get is, like, she has a hint of a memory of, that's 17 years old of, you know a conversation she had with Dojun. As you can see, I can't even barely remember HWWH. And this chick is remembering a conversation for 15, 17 years ago for her to go, hmm, maybe I should give that stranger a chance. I mean, I was like, come on. Y'all could have done a little bit more towards giving us hope for their romance. That's number one. And number two... But, always- but before you go to number two, hold your thought. Right. I'm going to have to say... I feel like we have to keep in mind, and this is how come I continually had an issue with that ending. Dojun and WH were two different people, and WH and the prosecutor had no relations other than she showed up at the company to serve them warrants or whatever she did. So there was like, in order for them to give any kind of inclination that they could possibly have something it had to be something that he pulled from from his memory of her from when he was dating her as dojun because he still had those memories and something that she could kind of pull in and that was the Tejun, the the k-pop actor or the k-pop guy so the fact that Tay so Tejun, I think it was, I could be wrong, who was having a comeback. That was all he could work with. So I don't know. It just had to make that had to make sense for me because honestly, the two of them had nothing to do with each other for them to have a, oh, I remember you. Oh, I remember you. Like she would have to, she would now have to go, am I fucking crazy for, excuse me, am I crazy because how did I wind up? talking to this guy who I have nothing to do with because I remember I'm trying to remember. So, you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't work for him. It works, but for her, it doesn't work. No, no, no. That's just too weird. No, no, no. I agree with you. It would be completely, utterly weird. Like, come on now. Especially since he had a hand in her, the love of her life dying. I mean, she'd been wearing black for like six exactly. years. She's been I riding know, God. I was like, respect, chick, respect. But what I want, I wanted the writers to do better. I want it because it, it made perfect sense that of course they wouldn't have any, she wouldn't have any kind of feelings for him. And I even understood him like making a decision. You can see him make a decision like, am I going to shoot my shot? Nah, I'm going to step away because he kind of knew he didn't have the place to do that, which was, you know, very mature of him. Okay. Like for teenagers, very mature, sir. But I wanted the writers to kind of give a little bit more, like even like, let's go to lunch or like, oh, we've been, yeah, I wanted a little something to more to build on than just a half-hearted 17-year-old memory, like something. Anyway. This is where I disagree with you because I thought that the romance was not necessary for this story 
I don't know why they keep doing this. They keep writing these brilliant, beautiful storylines, and they try to force a romance into it. And from what I understand, the webtoon had a romance that was fleshed out, that was well-written, that was believable. But the version that we see on our screens, to me, from the very beginning, it was like, how can they be in a relationship? They, like, I see nothing there. I see no spark. I see no chemistry. I don't even see them going out on real dates, you know, for this to be, like, a relationship. And, like, the min- and the funny thing is, like, she, I think that she was what somebody calls a moppet. Someone who's just there to, like, move the story forward. She doesn't really have any, like, feelings or sentiments of her own. She doesn't have her own storyline. Like, everything in the story is about her relationship to the main character and just moving the story forward, which she has beautifully. Does it pass that Bechdel test? Not at all. Like, you never see her talking to another woman about how how hard it is to be a lady lawyer or a lady... No, not going to happen, because she's just there to talk about Dave Gingrich, right? But, like... You knew he was going to die when he started talking about building a future with her. I'm like, okay, it's over. It's over. <laughs> and drama actors or storylines when they're like, oh, you know what I want to do? You know what we need to do? We need to go hiking. Let's go to Japan and like climb Mount Fuji together. They're going to die. You can't do that in a K-drama. <laughs> do not make future plans. You will be dead. You're, you're, you're right you're you're right i mean there are so many like red flags okay this is coming this is coming but the thing is i love like a little insert the the insert of romance where it can be i'm just like oh you know let's just add a little little flowers to the edge of the border okay bob ross style can we just can we just add some extra trees in the back to make this a little bit nicer i love that um, oh, you know what? It would I think it would have totally worked if they did not have them in a romantic relationship throughout the story, or like pretending to be in one, and then at the end, him being throwing her a bone. I think that would have worked better. He was like, "Hey, you know, we didn't get together in my last life, but hey, you're kind of cute." Well, you know, I, I totally agree that. because I feel like that was the bigger issue is that instead of them, because he even made a comment to her about he there was a woman he loved who loved Tejun, and I'm going, "You loved her." I couldn't tell. Like, the way y'all acted, I didn't know that was a love relationship happening. I thought y'all were just flirting. Like, what is this? But I feel like had they let that completely go, him and her could have had something at the end. Yeah. You you all are right. You're right about, like, where they place that romance. But I will say, speaking to, you know, kind of um, what we knew about her, we did get a bit about her. We knew that when she first started at the prosecutor's office that they completely dismissed her, right? And she was fighting an uphill battle. But that uphill battle happened, like her kind of getting her team, that happened super quick. Cause I was like, you've been doing press ops and suddenly you're like leading the team and whooping butt. So it was kind of confusing. And there was a time when uh, Dojun took her to that kind of bougie, you know, rich kids event and she was like solidly middle class and he was speaking to her privilege, you know, that she, you know, she didn't feel comfortable belonging there. So I don't think they gave a lot on this chick. I agree. They did not give a lot, but they did. They did a little. They just did a little. (laughs) Again, A for effort, A for effort. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Oh, and then the other thing I wanted to speak to super quick, and this is just like a shout out, a nod, a bow, a I love you, sir. The guy who played the grandfather, Lee, 
Eve Soon Min. Mm, I mean, we've always seen him. We've seen him in so many roles, but I want him to win yes. all kinds of awards for this one because he brought it. He, I mean, when he died, I actually was like, do I want to even watch the rest of this drama? Thank you so much. Mm. So, what do y'all think? Oh, yeah, 100%. I was like, oh, this actor, I've seen him in so many things and I love him and everything he does. And uh, I was so glad that he avoided death so many times. Like, even with the, like, car accident, the first car accident, I was like, oh, no, they better not get rid of him because I really like him as an actor. And he, he brought it, the whole show. My best assistant, what do they call him? Uh, so, assistant actor? No, supporting actor. Supporting actor. Best, give him all the back things, please. Thank and you, because that's died, exactly what I was about to say. When he died, I was like, no, he's not dead yet. He's just on the ground. But when my mom was like freaking out, I was like, wait, mom, why are you freaking out? He's coming back. <laughs> I was like, no, it can't be. He can't actually. And he died in such a way that was just like, oh, he's just lying on the floor. There was no like gasping for air. There was no like reaching out to the next person and failing to touch them and grasping the air instead. No, he just fell out of his wheelchair and died. Well, you know, it's crazy because, uh, and you all can clear this up for me because towards the end, I was just like, okay, this is getting murky and that whole family is just ratchetry on top of ratchetry. So we know that the mother, his wife, caused the car accident. And then she was feeding him pills to kill him, right? Because remember, she didn't want anyone else to give him tea, and she was in charge of his drugs. And then when the daughter-in-law of the um, oldest grandson's, you know, the oldest grandson's wife, when she kept on hanging out, hanging around, and she came over and kind of told mother-in-law, hey, she told her something, and then mother-in-law left left the drugs. Like, is am I right in believing that the way he really died was that she killed him with drugs. I'm not sure that I perceived that she was the reason that was happening like that. I think she knew that that daughter-in-law was extremely messy and power hungry. And in her desire to be power hungry and move the way she wanted to, if she knew how ill he was, she would have tried to make a play for moving her husband into the leadership position. That's how I perceive that. But before we go on, I'm going to jump back real quick to uh, Isang Min. Isang Min was so on point, y'all. And I'm agreeing with uh, Dr. Chi. Yes, give him all of the awards at the end of the year. This coming up 2023, we need to see him on all the shows because he played that part from being extremely domineering, over the top, uh, really conniving to being a little bit of shifty to showing his loving side to being senile to even the scene where he uh urinated in the elevator like he played that role like on he was on point that he was he just took the show for me like he's a scene stealer to the point like both of you said when he left you didn't want him to be the one gone like hell you could have took those room we good keep going with grandpa <laughs> So back to the grandma though. I am. Oh, no, 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 no. Before you get to the grandma, let me also say this: Did y'all not tear up at the scene where the where Dojun sees the video of Grandpa and Grandpa is like, 
you're my son, you're my grandson. I was like, oh, y'all making me cry for real. Yes, yes, yes. I played that scene like three times because I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, go on, Dojun, go on, cry like, you know, uh, what's her name, Viola Davis. Go on, let those snot bubbles fall because it was real. I was like, I would be crying like a fool for that scene anyway. Yeah, and also, real talk, if Sung Jun Ki had died, and I just got to watch The Grandfather, I probably would have kept watching. I think you're right. I'm telling you, I would have. I think I'd be like, well, I'm sorry, Sung Jun Ki, you don't get these next episodes. But let's see what Grandpa's going to be doing. Man, that actor dude, right? But, like, I, I agree with you, Sung Ray. I don't think, I think of anything we see earlier in the show that the grandfather is asking the doctor, look, can, can, can you give me some pills so I can function, you know, so I can look alert, even if it's just for, like, a, a couple of hours a day, you know? Like, even if, if like, I know that I'm, I'm dying, but, like, can you give me something? And the doctor's like, yeah, let me give you something. And that's when he goes to the conference or the meeting of the um, the board to, like, judge, to, to make you figure out who's going to be the next leader. So I think that those were the pills that the grandma was trying to force, uh, trying to avoid that other girl knowing about. She didn't, because if she had found out what pills he was taking, she would be able to like Google it and find out what his diagnosis was and realize, oh, this guy's got dementia and he's taking these pills so that he can be alert and like talk, you know, fend off some of the, you know, symptoms of dementia. And, mm. and I think that's why the grandma didn't want her to get those pills. Point being, like, I think you're right in the sense that she's like, she doesn't want that girl to know anything about grandfather's health because she would use it against him. Okay. No, thank you all for explaining because I was like, I'm confused now. Like, what is going on with these pills? Like, which way are we going with this? So that was, yeah. I mean, we we need to, like, we all hell, all hell. East Sung Min, all hell. <laughs> okay. Sung Ray, what else were you going to mention? I'm sorry, I interrupted you. I was just going to say, back with Grandma again, I kind of feel like, yes, she did cause the, uh, she was the reason for the cause of the accident, but I think it was because she wanted Dojun gone, not because she was trying to take her husband out. I think she wanted Dojun gone because if you pay attention to how that car accident took place, it hit grandpa's side first and it spun the car around and then the truck came to dojun's side she was trying to kill him off because grandma doesn't know that in car accidents you can't predict exactly where the car is going to land she's not an engineer right i don't know if she's like well no remember remember though where do i hit the car to make sure that it won't spin out of control and it'll actually hit the right side no she wasn't doing that yeah but remember though the driver dojun's driver took the hit to avoid him being hit. So yes. the truck was coming in and he drove in to block it from hitting. That's what kept him from dying. True, true. She didn't expect that. But that was she the thought our boy was on. Well, how did he come? Where did he come from? That, that was the thing I was watching. I was like, where, where, who's this other car? Why are there two impacts? It's, it's K-Drama Land, Dr. G. It's K-Drama Land. See, that was where I, I was a little mad. I started getting a little mad there. I was like, wait. I heard, because I, I think it ends on that you know, accident. And I'm like, okay, there's two hits. W- what's happening? And we see the other guy came in. Like, what, who, I know the next episode, they would explain where this other car came from. No, it was never explained, like, why this guy took the hit for Dojuna or Dojun. And I'm like, wait, why? Who who would do that? Why? But whatever. 
You're right, K-Drama Land. It's just in the ether. It's just explain it away. And I kept watching. So, is there anything else to add? Anything else that's confusing? Any other accolades to give before we move on to Alchemy of Souls Part 2? <laughs> yes, there's one other thing I want to say. Do you guys notice the skin darkening element that they use on the ladies, on the bad girls? Because I thought it was interesting how Grandma was a little brown from the beginning. I was like, that's a little interesting because in Cage on the Land, like, they don't, brown women don't exist in South Korea. <laughs> you got to use those, those skin bleaching products to make your skin white and shiny or what have you, right? But they didn't do that with Grandma, but she was also wearing a handbook. So I was like, okay, maybe she's just really traditional. She's like, I don't, I don't need to use those things, right? But then, like, at the end of the show where, like, even the wife of the politician they, like, didn't give her the, the quote-unquote, skin lightening creams. And there was moments in the show where you could see that the necks of the actresses were very, very pale, but the faces of the actresses were very brown. And they are doing a little bit of brown face to show us, like, hey, this is a bad person. You know, and I was like, oh, that's right. That's that's how they interpret brown skin. And I, thought, I just thought that was interesting. Because they don't do it with guys, you know, not as much. But they definitely... It's kind of odd to see a woman with a tan. You know what? I noticed the skin tone, but I didn't. I didn't even get deep with it. So thank you, Doctor Chi, for bringing that level of deepness. Uh, <laughs> because all I thought was, <laughs> I I just thought that she was like natural, quote unquote, natural, not made up the way her, you know, um, daughters-in-law were, because they all were like made up to some degree. But I didn't think about like I didn't take it I didn't take it to that leak level so I'm gonna have to let it marinate in my mind okay because <laughs> I'm gonna be looking at the skin tones of all these chicks especially the villainous ones I'm gonna be like chick are you a little tall do you look a little darker could you be part of my family I'm okay I see I see, I see you thank you for that <laughs> but they, that's the thing though like I feel like this year has had, or 2022 has had amazing villainesses and several dramas. I don't know if, I think Inspector Koo came out in 2022, but I could be wrong. I think from Inspector Koo to Why Heart, like so many bad girls, and they've all been pale bad girls. So that's why it really stuck out to me in this drama. I was like, wait, what's happening? Okay, so here was, I'm going to tell you because like, honestly, no, I never really looked at that at all or paid attention to you just said it. But in my mind, I perceived it as an aging thing. Like, you know, when you age, you your skin can sometimes darken. One, then I was like, well, maybe that's not it. Maybe it's because we're talking time period. In that time period that they have those types of makeups. And so they're trying to be true to the time i don't know i just kind of wonder about that that's interesting and yes i am gonna be looking now like you got me over here doing all kind of mind thoughts <laughs> but, um, yeah. no she's having us over here doing paper bag tests that's what she has us doing <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> well these, maybe it was a makeup artist because like they were like darker than usually see women like Men can be across the color, right? You'll see, I mean, usually the guys with the leads are the palest ones. But, like, other guys, the supporting actors, they can be brown, they can be white. But the women are almost always, like, translucent, right? Like, even the baddest, oldest ladies, they will look tight and right in their eyes. But then this show is, like, 
oh, you guys are doing something different. I've not seen this before. But also, I'm new to K-drama, so maybe I haven't, I don't have the expertise to have noticed it in other shows. I think it's because it wasn't it taking place in the 80s. So maybe that's why. Is that why? That was what I was thinking, but I could be, like I said, I could be wrong. I don't, I truly don't know. But in my mind, I was like, one, aging as you old, get older, and two, it was a timepiece. So maybe they were being extremely authentic and those kinds of makeups didn't exist back then. I don't know. Yeah, but the, yeah, that is true. But let me ask this question. I don't know if they gave us any hints of this, but given that Grandpa came from humble beginnings, Grandma didn't come from humble beginnings, did she? I'm just wondering. I have no idea. No clue. Because I think that she would have, I mean, she was very consistent in that I think that regardless of what level of class she was in, um, she would have wanted her children to um, inherit. So I'm not surprised by all of that, her actions and how she was. I mean, she was very traditional, but I was just wondering where her socioeconomic background was. Because we know that he initially was straight up driving trucks. So. Before we go on, Lenora, share what you uh, posted because she shared some good information about Isung Min. Sure. Um, I posted in the tweet, chat tweet thingy, basically that he deserves like all his flowers. I loved him in King Two Hearts. That's the first time I saw him in a K-drama that came out like 2012 with Ha Ji-won and Lee Sung-ri. So if you want to see him in a drama where he's much younger um, and he's playing um, less of a villain, more of like a pleasant, like warm character, then watch him in that um, in um, Two Heart, uh, King Two Hearts. It's like a royal family K-drama. And also my friend watched him in um, Misang, which is like an office slice of life drama. So you can see him in that as well. That came out 2014. So his earlier work and he's just a really strong actor. I hope he gets to do even more roles um, as well. Like people write him and recommend him for more roles because really good yeah no i you know what i went back and looked at his previous dramas because i remember him from missing and going oh you know he kind of was he kind of existed through the whole series um even though maybe technically he was supporting somehow but i wanted to go check out shadow detective because he was the he is the lead in Shadow Detective, and they're coming out with a Shadow Detective season two. So I'm like, oh, if they're doing a whole season two, okay, and it's not on Netflix, I need to check that out. That first one must have been really good. Um, but yeah, love him. All right, so it sounds like we are ready to move on to Alchemy of Souls. Insert girly squeal. Oh, insert uh, something else's heavy sigh. Let's let's just go ahead and begin with you something else. I think that is only fair. You share us, share with us where you are, what you think, and how you feel. I, you know what? I don't want to take away because I know I'm still confused about this. So I defer. To those of you who love it, I defer. 
to Dr. Cheese Squill because <laughs> I'm telling you, this drama <laughs> is confusing. I we talked about it in a separate Black Girl Soul episode. Y'all can go listen to that. Shameless plug because I know I'm confused. I know I am. Even when I think I got it right, I come back around and it gets confusing. I'm on part two now and I'm telling you right now, the most this show is going to get from me is a B. And that's only if they end it well. We only have, you know, technically two episodes left. So unless you tell me there's going to be a part three, which God, I don't know if I can do it, y'all. I cannot do it. But I don't know how they're going to end this right based on what I'm seeing so far. So I'm going to defer to Dr. Chi and I'm going to, um, through osmosis, try and be more excited about this drama than I naturally am. So I am not, my girlish squeal was not for the drama. It was for the opportunity to talk with you guys about the drama. So that was the girlish squeal. It was for you guys, okay? It was for the <laughs> Okay, I was like, oh, Okay, because you are confused because the writing is a hot mess. They don't even know what they're doing with the writing. They tell us one thing in one episode, and then the next episode they tell us something else. And the third episode, they're like, oh, but this other thing. It's like, y'all, y'all don't even know. Preach. Preach. Y'all don't even know. Preach. Preach. You tell us one thing. Like, oh, it's because they're both inhabiting, you know, Boo Young's body. And, you know, in order for them both to be alive, then, you know, they have to both stay in the body. Fast forward to episode seven, like, oh, yeah, like Naxu's body will eventually, soul will eventually disappear and they'll both be in Booyans. Which is it? What is it? They don't know. They don't know. And they got a whole two actors to work with, two female actors, so they can bounce that back and forth and make some clarity, add some clarity and, and understanding. And they are purposely confusing the heck, heck out of us, or at least out of me. But Maybe I'm, I'm going to leave it to Lenora and Sungray to defend the whack writing that we are getting. Yeah, I haven't really watched the series. I've only seen episode one, so I'm just listening, guys. My Yeah, I've literally only seen episode one. All right, so I guess I'm taking this one all on my own. <laughs> you yes. can do it. You can do it. <laughs> Yes, I agree. The writing is kind of all over the place and they are doing way too much. I don't feel like, like, I feel like when they wrote season one, they had more time. They fleshed out thoughts and ideas. And so Netflix and the beast that is Netflix and the desire for us to always have more, more, more in particular, because they're catering to the American audiences and the Western audiences they pushed out this second season and didn't give themselves time to properly flesh this out. Now, I am fine with the sharing of the body. That's not bothering me. And for, again, in our episode that something else mentioned, I even said for me to be okay with something like this, oh, they had to make it make some sense. And I get it. What I don't get, and I'm with you, Dr. Chi, is that now you're saying to us, Naksu soul is going to eventually die because it's not her space to share. That's the problem I'm having because initially, uh, Master Lee told us that one or the other was going to want up being the I guess superior being be it Naksu or be it Madogi but at this point I'm gonna call her Madogi just for us to not be confused by people because something else gets confused because she doesn't see the same 
she sees the same body. Madogi was the blind girl. Naksu was the assassin. So for Naksu to now be the one that's going to leave the body is the part that's confusing me. Now I've seen some theories and seen some people share some stuff. So like there's this uh, thing, I think it's called K-Drama Explained on YouTube. <clears throat> And they tried to break it down. And what they were saying was that basically Madogi has been eating Naksu's energy in order for her to get back to where she was prior to being blinded and lost from her family to get back to her being the strong priestess that she was. So she's been feeding off of Naksu's energy, in which case that's why Naksu is going to disappear. But I'm having an issue with this is a little too erythral. You've taken me too far over here to the left because how are that? How is that supposed to work? So her soul just gets disappeared. And then now we have Madogi who what is she going to remember being the priestess again? Is she going to remember when she was the blind chick? Like, what, where are we going to go with this? Like, I, I think that's where I'm thrown off and having my biggest confusion. Um, aside from that, I'm also having an issue with uh, supporting characters, and I'll let you get in in a second, the supporting characters of her sister, uh, Bion's sister, and the one who's now leading Songrim. What is that? What, how come they can't be together? What, what threw them off? Aside from the fact that Naksu and her father tried to kill folks, what, what, how did that get thrown off and why can't they be together? Like, I'm just, I don't know. I got a, a few issues, but, you know, moving on. I'm trying to support. I'm holding on. The whole three people in one body, that's not bothering me too much. Can I just say that it's also been three years since quote-unquote the last series right and how is it that like people want people to be like longing for people for these long periods of time similar to reborn rich where it's like 17 years have gone by prosecutor don't you have a new boo it's been a long time why are you still in mourning you're not a nun i'm sure you're a cute girl haven't other guys been trying to talk to you why are you still wearing black it's like i don't believe that and similarly in reborn and alchemy of souls i'm like it's been three years like leader of Songrim, like you could have moved. I mean, not not uh, the guy she's supposed to. Uh, the, yeah, he's the leader to, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the leader now. Couldn't you have found somebody else? You mean to tell me there's no no other cute girls in all of Songrim? Okay, maybe you can only like, be with other elites because you know you're a leader. Whatever, fine, fine, fine. There are no other cute elite girls in all of these different territories for you to be with, and little little sister is still like fawning for him. I'm like. What's wrong with you guys? This is weird. I don't, this is not, I don't like. I, I just can't. Sorry. I just had to, like, throw that in there. Because I'm like, oh, what is happening? And I, well, that's why I think for the two of the doctor, the, the female doctor. Oh, she's oh, annoying the hell out of me. Right. right. She, is, she is a mess. A hot mess. I'm like, chick, he don't want you. Can you send the you. head back? But she's been waiting for three years, too. She was just wandering. I thought she was just coming for a visit. She was supposed to do it. She was just a brother head back. This chick was floating around for three years, too. This dude is problematic on a good day. He got race walking around him. He was he was cut in the heart by the love of his life. He don't want you. You ain't even problematic enough for him. Go get on. Mm-mm-mm. 
And then the fact that you're going through all these changes. I just don't want to see him be hurt again. Girl, go lay down. He is not interested on top of the fact. Even if you did get Jubion or whatever her name is to go away, what made you think he was coming your way? What gave you the opinion he was coming to talk to you when he's giving you no airplay, no time, no no anything? What the world? Nothing, not nothing. But then I just saw that um, she was reading his love notes or however that stuff was going down. No, so old boy who was uh, the one from CO Forest. I can't think of his name right now. I'm so sorry. Is it but, Jules or Jules or you? Yeah, you, you. He wrote a letter basically because his plan was to take Madog, well, take uh, Naksu to the forest that they used to hang out in when they were younger because he didn't realize her soul was going to disappear. He hadn't spoken to Master Lee yet. He was going to take her to the forest. He was going to kill her because he had this blood parasite in him and he knew he was going to die. So he was leaving behind basically his manifesto of here's what I did and here's why I did it. Well, when they saved him, old girl was there and the the doctor chick decided oh I'm kicking her out because I don't want her here and so when the stuff came she wanted to be helpful in some manner she picked up the letter to you know like oh this might be important it's sealed with energy old busybody doctor opens it reads it finds out that that's not Sue and now she wants to try to avenge uh, Jane Look and that's why I don't think three episodes and let somebody may correct me because she's caught up to everything. I don't think two episodes are, are enough to clean this mess up while still being respectful of the romance and and the the people. You know, like no. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think so either. And I'm gonna have to agree that they're probably gonna try to stretch this out to a, episode, a third season. But I think that would be a travesty because unless they get rid of damn Jin Mu, I'm gonna need them to get rid of him. He has gotten on my everlasting nerves. Why is he still walking? Why is he still talking? Why is he still running and controlling anything? Oh, you mean Mr. Frosty? Yes, Mr. Mr. Frosty. Frosty. Okay. Cause I don't, I don't Thank know you. Why is Jimmy still alive? We've known since season one that he was trash. He's been coming for everybody. He's been trying to kill this girl using that that you know soul shifter, using that soul shifter to kill these people. Use putting a soul shifter in the freaking queen. It's like, huh? and then like I'm watching episode seven. They're like, oh. Who will take responsibility for the blood pairs? I'm like, it's Jim Yu! I'm like, oh no, let's go talk to the crown prince about this. Like, why? I'm like hitting the friggin' couch. I'm like, why are we even talking to all these other people? It's Jim Yu. He's a trouble. He's a trouble. Wait, wait, wait. Even with his sister, this is what I don't understand. When. Well, before you get to the sister, hold, 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 hold. Why is the crown prince dealing with him? Thank Does you. anybody know that? I do. I tell me, please. Because he is still the the head of that sect, and I. This is what I got at the end of um the what is it episode seven when he goes to see when the crown prince and he go look at the constellation of stars and I think that the crown prince is still worried about whether he will inherit. He's still worried because somebody else is walking around with that ice stone in their body. He's like, hey, 
I thought I was supposed to be the one. I thought I was supposed to be the hot one and or the cold one. Mm. And I think that Jin Mu is his connection. He's the he's the astrologist for the prince. I think that's the only reason the prince still defends him because he has the answers about whether he gets to be the cold one. He gets to be ice cold. Okay. But okay, so so freeze. Here's the issue I'm having though. He is I know right, Freeze, hilarious. So he is already the crown prince. Jang Uk has given no indication that he wants to become crown prince or that he wants to take over the throne. Why are you fighting an invisible fight? Because he is still a threat. The person who is ice cold is the one who's supposed to inherit. According to uh, part one, when they were talking about the whole, you know, like, you know, you know, you know better than me. Yes, yeah, the guy who was born under the under the king star is the one. The that king star, yeah, leading exactly. the people. Exactly, and the and the prince knows if somebody else is walking around theoretically who can be that and then especially since Mr. Frosty just told him hey this dude really can take your take your spot that's why he's keeping him around he doesn't have anybody else who's breaking it down to him like that Hi, there's everyone. no other astrologers in all of the kingdom who saw the king star coming up in the heavens on the day that Uki was born He, this Jin Mu guy is the only one I'm sorry, I've been always told in my life that you are replaceable in your workplace. Why is Jimmu not replaceable? <laughs> because this is a K-drama. Okay. Sorry, I, I just want to, sorry, hello everyone. I just want to jump in on the crown prince uh, thingy. There's this slight look he had on his face when he was asking Jinmu about the turtle. And you could see that um, the character, I've forgotten his real name, he really put in an effort when he turned and looked at the pool and looked back. Like, Jinmu was totally lost, but the viewer could see that he had this frown on his face. And the way that Jankuk was so easily convinced to go to the North Fortress, I feel like there's still something there. I think there's a conversation that's hidden that will come as a, a flashback or some some subplots even Lord Park is 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 in the same it's like the way the three of them just seem to Jinmu is really excited that he doesn't have to convince this person he doesn't have to manipulate this person oh, why are you agreeing to do all this I think that those three men are in some triangle and Jinmu is going to get his whatnot except that the Hong sisters really have messy writing, but that thank you. That's my that's my take. If 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 they were to redeem the situation, I think that's it for anyone who has watched that episode. The way he spoiled his face, the way he 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 spoiled his facial expression when the turtle was lost. Uh, you could and when that. he made that comment, because yeah. he made that comment to him about it being a weak-minded person who would yes. keep that turtle around, and he said, "I yes. had it because I was yes. told it had good energy." When and he also goes, when he goes episode, says, I'm going to I'm going to hide behind the crown prince. Since you said I should, I am, I'm going to hide behind Jinwoo. Since you said I should hide behind him, I'm going to hide. Why did he have to say that? Like it was something unwritten or not needed to be spoken between them. Uh, just those three men. I, I think if if the writing is to be redeemed, they have something that 
they are playing along for something. I I really hope I turn out to be right. If not, if after if this if this isn't right, <laughs> I'm going to avoid the Hong Sisters series for a long time. <laughs> Thank you. It's Hong Sisters Messy Writing. But remember, several episodes a week ago, we found out that this turtle is a special turtle, that when you, that its shell can be used for a particular type of powder that was being used for all sorts of, like, you know, um, witchcraft. Remember that Jimmy was involved in. Remember that, guys? Remember? I don't. Yeah, that was, a few, that was why um, they, they were going into the marketplace and realizing that there was this powder. Oh, that's right. That the queen was giving those creams to the girls in her palace. Remember the queen with the jacket? Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Turtle shell to make it to and make them dry out to dry out their skin. Exactly, exactly. But you know what? It's too late. There's only two episodes left. I mean, I've only watched. There's three episodes left for me, but it's too late to be like introducing new stories into the plot. The Hong sisters should be wrapping things up, and instead they're like adding stuff. It's too late. I, think um, I promise you, all. I feel like they're trying to go for season three. But I'm gonna also speak to Master Lee. Told made that comment when he saw the turtle about the turtle having the energy of the blue tortoise or something 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 and that it directs people when they have lost their path and as you see when she gets sent to this okay if you have not caught up i apologize because i'm about to spoil it so if you don't want to hear this is the time for you to go ahead and skip out and come on back in any which way this last episode episode seven she was a seven or eight i don't know which one we're on anyway she um no he eight okay he told he made his comment about the turtle she goes and gets sent into that space by jen mew she had the turtle with her and so she was like oh my god i don't know how i'm gonna find the plaque in this because it was basically like another world and the turtle starts walking and she starts following it so like i think this turtle is going to play a bigger portion in this than what we think and i don't know i do i do remember when they were talking about the queen making whatever that powder was and i did remember her saving that turtle because she said that turtle had good energy but this turtle is going to be used for something what I don't know and I agree we don't really have time for newness but this is obviously about to be a pull for season 3 this is why I think it's going to happen because a season 3 is sadistic and rude and unnecessary I think that turtle is going to lead to blind chick blind chick and Noxu are going to roll out at the same time because she still has not done her cameo, right? She hasn't done her cameo yet. I think exactly. I think they're gonna both roll out, and Blind Chick's gonna be like, "Yay! Now I get to be hidden in the room and sold off to some dude, so I can make babies." And Noxu's gonna be like, "Yay! I got to get with my man who's been waiting for me for three years." And they're gonna end it. They're gonna end it. Please, God, end. Wait, it. you think Noxu's gonna end up with Yule? No, 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 with Jenguk, because that's Jenguk? who she in love with. She's not in love right. with with uh, Yule. Right, right. I think, um, and unless um, blind girl starts dating Seo Yule, he needs somebody. You know, he let's does. Just, he's hurting. He's mm-hmm. been he's been through a lot, and he keeps on between. Let's just keep it a buck. All the men love Naksu. 
all of them loved, loved Naksu at one point. He loved Naksu, except for, you know, old dude who was blonde, but, but now he's brunette and he's in love with her sister. Or the, <laughs> except for him, Seal Yule, the prince, and Wraith Guy. I forget his name because I'm so sick of this. I'm not even trying to memorize names anymore. They just, now, I'm done. I'm done, y'all. Yeah. If there's a season three, I will not be watching because I feel like this wasn't even a real season two because it wasn't, it's it just not. I feel like it's really season one B. And the way that they ended things with season one was like, uh, you know, it, it's called for something that was going to be Shazam, like pow in your face. And this season, quote unquote, season two, I'm just like, this is not what I, what I expected. The, okay. The oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, my oh my, as a listener, I brought her up as a speaker because she has really been in this series. She's shared a lot of information on Twitter, and she said she could help explain some things. So please go. Hi, everybody. Sorry, I was like, I've been, you know, just theorizing all over the place for this show since forever and, like, have done so much research. And there's just some... Um, things that you know people have just missed period just starting from episode one and um so if you notice in episode one you see the king and uh jang jang gang uh, yeah switch and you you don't see them ever switching back you know they switch back just because they have that conversation i think in the flashback in episode three maybe Wait, how did they switch? I don't remember. Episode one was a long time for me. Alchemy of the Souls. They had the Alchemy of the Souls. Oh, the king? The the original king. The the one Okay, yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you actually never see um those two people switch back. Like you don't see, you know, the whole like with the soul ejectors or whatever. You don't you never see that scene. And so then um but yeah, so you know that they switched back just because they had that conversation after in episode three or whatever. So then after that, you know, initial like switch, the next switch you see is the one between Mudok and Naksu, right? And um, you, you just automatically assume this is the first time they've switched, period, right? But you don't assume that this may be the second time they're switching, like switching back. <gasps> and and so but that you automatically think oh yeah they like they you know they they just you know this is their first switch it's not a switch back but for me I was like okay well why why did Noxu not go into her intended like target which was the barmaid or whatever girl but instead she went to the Mudok body and I was like well huh that's you know that's weird like and I was like, oh, wait, maybe she's, like, swapping back. And that's why she automatically went to that body, to the Mudok body. So it might change how, you know, you view a lot of things. And, um, and so then a lot of people were like, even right now, they're like, well, they're already a sign that Naksu is Cho Young and that Mudok is Bu Yun. And so there's all these arguments and stuff. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that Naksu is actually Buyan, who's gone through a bunch of, you know, amnesia and like 
just having all these memories sometimes that she thought was her own in the beginning, you know, and and all that stuff. So <laughs> that's an interesting theory. Yeah, because I, I people keep on saying it's like two souls in one body, but I'm like, this is souls like switching, soul swapping. It's a one to one, not like a a one to two, you know. And so we haven't as you know, besides like, you know, Natsumu Doke, we literally have not seen a case where it's, you know, two souls in one body. And so for me, I'm like, it's just her soul, but it's a very fraction, like, like fragmented soul. Like it's like two sides of the okay. same soul. Okay. So like then think about the episode for you saw today's episode, yeah. right? <laughs> So then how was Madogi, well, the young version of Madogi, or the original Buyan, I'm not even sure what we want to call her, how was she able to talk to Naksu? I feel like for me, in those kind of scenes, it's like you're talking to yourself, you know, aside like your subconscious self that you have like locked away in your mind that you're talking to, you know, like people often have dreams talking to themselves, you know, that's how I picture these like scenes where you see like, um, you know, little uh, Jinbu Yan or like adult Jinbu Yan with the blind uh, blindfold on. It's just she's talking to herself, but like like parts of herself that's been locked away in her mind, whether due to trauma or whatever else. Okay, okay, I can receive that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I would. This is, I would this agree with like, you. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, maybe we're gonna say the same thing. I, I could see some of that, but like they keep they at some point had two separate bodies. So how are they the same person? Like at in the first episode, we had two two distinct people. Yes. So so like what happened? It's the same thing with Reborn Rich. Like did she just overwhelm? Did Naksu slash Bo Young overwhelm her? Like what happened to the the blind chick's personality? <laughs> like, uh, so, uh, for me, that's like Cho Young Mudok, and since this is a soul swap, that soul went back to the, I just call it like the, you know, uh, GYJ body, um, and it died. Like, it's gone. <laughs> it's been well, gone. Well, the thing I, is, I, I, I can see what you're Earlier just, on, that it wasn't a soul swap. He he explained, and several people I think have explained on the show that she's not a soul shifter, so bodies are not swapping, she, and that's what makes their situation so particular that they have two souls within the same body. But the people who explained the whole two souls thing was Master Lee, and when has Master Lee ever said anything outright? And so he. <laughs> and I mean Lord. and so he like I've been watching him for a very long time and that man talks like the riddler and you have to be you have to pay very close attention <laughs> to all the things he says and you have to think about what is his motive and that man uses reverse psychology like no other person oh yeah. you're coming from Master Lee you're like oh he is not who he says he is 
Well, yes. no, you know what? Because I totally think that when it came to, I've shared this in our podcast, I totally think that when it came to him presenting uh, Lady Jin with this concept and how to save Bouillon's body, he threw it around and talked and tossed it in. He did that whole King David thing. Do you want me to cut her in half or do you want the whole thing? What do you want? And it was like the the woman, she didn't know which way to go and that's how we wound up where we are. It was him talking in circles. Yeah, it was him talking in circles, but I think what he's trying to get like, you know, people like Mama Jin, everyone to recognize is that the this soul is the same soul but you have to accept like the bad part of them or the dark side which is you know for Jin Young, you know everyone's like oh you know she's like this really kind you know blah blah person but she also has this darkness in her that you know I guess you'd call her Noxu personality and so like could Mama Jin accept that her daughter like grew up like this that's that's hard for any parent to you know to, to swallow you know it's a tough pill to swallow it's like oh, my daughter got, like, kidnapped and, like, grew up to be an assassin. I don't know if she could handle that, you know? And so, for me, I'm, like, you know, I think that, you know, uh, Master Lee's, like, telling her all these things just to get her to recognize that this is part, like, part of how her daughter is now and to see if she can accept that. Because had he told her, like, you know, right away, this, you know, your daughter is, like, Naksu, like they're the same people. It would be hard for her to accept that. And who knows, like maybe she would have pushed, you know, Jim Yun to, or, you know, Knox or whatever to like, you know, uh, to, to be, feel pressure to like take up, you know, the leader position, all this other stuff. And that might cause her to run wild and, you know, stuff like that. So I think Master Lee's just trying to do it on a, to, you know, he's saying and lying to these people to ultimately like help, Jim Buyan out in the long run. So. Yeah, because, you know, when I went to um, my drama list and then I saw that actress had three different roles, I was like, huh? Because I was ready for two roles, right? And then I was, like, confused by seeing Naksu, Choi Young, and Jim Buyang. I was like, okay, I was expecting Naksu and Buyang. And I was like, okay, so now y'all splintering it off and saying Cho Young? Okay, Cho Young? I, I was, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's too much. It's a lot. And people are just getting more confused as, you know, as things are progressing. And it's just, yeah, it's like a cascade, like confusion, confusion, confusion. And then it's like, you just feel lost. <laughs> And it's called bad writing, right? Let's call it what it is. The writers didn't have a story. They they wanted to change the story midway, and they want to change it again, like, you know, five episodes in, and then now three episodes, and now they're telling a different story. Why can't you guys be consistent? One of the good traits of a good one of the good traits of a good writer is being is consistency. And even if you're not going to be consistent, you have to give us a really good reason for this change that's happening. They just change things so many times, giving us new explanations. Masterly comes in yet again, and he's like, "Let me explain to you what is happening." It's like, why does Masterly need to explain to us and give us a different explanation this time from what he told us three episodes? It's just nonsense. This is the last Hong Sisters thing that I will ever watch. Thank I you. think I might be that's the same say. way. Like this was, it was convoluted and it was just all over the place. And then it just went like full on, like just smacking the romance. And, you know, in my face, at least I was just like, okay, like 
I, I really don't care for the romance right now. Like the plot needs to like make sense or like, you know, stuff needs to be like tied off right now. We don't have time for all these like romance stuff. Like save that for, I don't know, like the last like three episodes, but like, you know, for a majority it's just been too many like romantic scenes for me at least. Like, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> and give Yule or Yule somebody to love, please. Just give that guy somebody. I haven't watched episode- Oh, they just killed her. They just they just right okay so let me tell you how pissed i was when you know Uke goes in and he's like swinging the sword and he kills everybody and he finds out about the blood parasite that's inside of yule and like meanwhile the dead girl's just lying next to you nobody gives a f that you that dead girl is dead Nobody cares. It wasn't until like, oh, you, you, let's save him, let's save him. And then after he was saved and was alive, he's like, well, what happened to Osoe? And they're like, oh, who? Oh, yeah, she's dead. It's like, nobody tried to save her? Nobody even wanted to check to see if she was really, really dead or if she had a little bit of life left in her? I was just like, Zoe, they did you so wrong, girl. I'm so sorry. I know you're a trash woman, but at the very least, somebody should have at least pretended to care that you had died. Oh, yeah, I thought, so. like, her story was, like, really tragic, and, yeah, she was, like, I mean, you know, yeah, she was a pretty bad person, but I think, yeah, at least with her redemption arc was, like, you know, she genuinely, like, loved, you know, Yule and stuff like that, and, like, even when he was, like, saying all that stuff, she was giving, you know, honest advice, and, like, she could have been, like, no, you should kill her, but no, she was, like, you know, you should use her so you can live, and, like, and you like her, so don't kill her, which I, I thought was, you know, really beautiful at the same time. So, yeah. And she was a renaissance woman. I mean, this chick, like, towards the end had rags. She was rolling out in rags, and she's found her way to being some kind of, like, head of a gang. I mean, she always rolled hard. She always came back. It was just like, can't you let her... You have Miss Frosty just rolling all over the place. Can't you let her roll around? I mean, at least she would have been an interesting, redemptive figure, you know, because the best, like, saint is someone who used to be a sinner. Like, she would have done so much for the crew, but then y'all killed her. Mm. And Yule could have had a girl, man. He wouldn't have to be pining over Naksu. We met 12 years ago when they were kids. Like, poor Yule. This guy is, like, horny and there's no ladies that are around him. He's still thinking about Naksu all these years later. <laughs> Just give him a girl, please. He, so he could have been that girl. I don't know if he had feelings for her or not, but, like, it seemed like he was a little tender toward her. It was like, yeah, come on, give this boy a tender Romney, please. We need to bet. We need to do a poll and find out, like, how many people think this show is going to end in the final two episodes or if there's going to be a part a part three. And I kind of think that the writing may be schizophrenic because maybe, and I'm making this up, pulling out my ear, the Hung Sisters, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt up to a point because they've done a lot of good shows that I enjoy. I want to believe that they were writing in one fashion. And then when Netflix showed up, Netflix was like, no, we don't just do one season. If it's popular, it has to be two. And they were like, okay, let's try and split it up. 
let's stretch it out to 20 episodes exactly because that is my belief i'm a home sisters fan personally i like their works that i've seen um i feel like this was the netflix dragon that pushed them over this edge that caused them to have to like kind of hurriedly create some space and some stuff that didn't make sense because this doesn't like yeah their their dramas make you think now but that doesn't usually flow this way this is too too much to a degree like i don't know uh-uh, don't even do that to them. Don't do that to these girls, okay? And let me explain why. It's not a Netflix problem. They had the King Eternal Monarch, and they had the same issue. They run out of time. They don't pace their... I liked the King Eternal Monarch. <laughs> That's fine. You can like it. I'm not, I'm not going to say whether I like it or not like it, but I enjoyed it is what I will say. But they run into this problem many times where they just run out of time. They don't pace their shows well. So I think that... I was hoping that by Netflix giving them extra episodes, it would have solved that issue that they have in their writing where they just run out of time and they develop all these other stories that are side pieces that, you know, could be untangled with more episodes. But no, I think that this is just their their style of writing. That's just why it gets convoluted and things don't make sense. And you're watching and you're entertained and you get down the rabbit hole. But like, there's a lot of, there, you can't have that, nice bow tied up nicely at the end uh, there's too many loose ends there were there was i think i read an article on neighbor or whatever that said that the reason why they wanted to do 30 episodes was that in i guess the last 10 or whatever they wanted to talk about uh more about the families like the four families and their stories and i was and while watching part two i was like I don't really feel like I'm getting anything. I don't know why, like, how the parks came into power or anything. Like, besides they're just rich, but everyone else here in the four families is rich. And then um, they talk about the CEOs a lot, but we still have yet to see, like, uh, CEO Fortress. And we didn't even get to see this, uh, you know, Yule's dad, who's the general. And they, they keep on mentioning him, mentioning him, and we have yet to ever see him, which is funny. So... I wouldn't, I actually wouldn't mind extra, like, if they kept the seasons going, if they would, like, close this up correctly, if they would clean it up, because I wouldn't mind, you know, watching Yule fall in love with somebody. I wouldn't mind extra, but you, you can't even handle this. You can't even handle one good romance. Like, come on. Yeah, I agree. The pacing was really, really bad in the show. I'm going to I'm going to say yes to K drama K drama gear plus hello I'm I'm just I'm not even a moderator I'm just seeing the request and I didn't want to be rude so <laughs> Oh yeah I was going to ask you made a host again please I I was a host before but then like I switched my personhood <clears throat> Can I just, um, it's Simon here. Um, can I just jump in and say something about the Hong sisters and going beyond episode 16? I think that this is one of the big problems with with Netflix. And I, I was just going to listen in, but um, these anything going beyond episode 16 or second seasons, you know, through through Netflix really, I think, is not ruining Korean drama, but just changing it and having a negative impact on on it. I think the old formula of 16 to 20 episodes and everything wrapped up is 
is really good. And I, I, I just, I don't know about other people, but I find that Netflix is just messing with the formula and it's something they should leave alone. And the Hong sisters should really push, push back against that. Anyway, so that's, those are my thoughts and I'm jumping in because I, I just feel really strongly about that. Yeah, I agree because like, I definitely think what the strength with K-dramas is that keeping it contained within like 16 to 20 episodes. I know there's like those um, bigger like Seiguk historical dramas that tend to be like hundreds of episodes, but those work because, you know, it's historical. So a lot of stuff is happening in the drama series. Like it's an epic, but the regular drama series. Yeah. I, I tend to land on like not having a season two, unless you really make like season one, eight episodes and then, season two eight it eight episodes as well which technically is only one season but if they split it up like that that's fine but beyond that i feel like a lot of series in general not just k-dramas like even western or whatever french english german different drama series they struggle with the second season unless they know ahead of time like they've already plotted out season one two and three then if you haven't already plotted out sometimes it's hard to do season two because you don't know what you're doing and you're just stretching it into three seasons when it could be just one one other thing i might just add about that as well. I mean, the only one I've really seen do it successfully is something like Romantic Dr. Kim, which is definitely one of my favorite dramas. But that's because they changed a lot of the cast and they have fresh blood coming in. So it wasn't really the same people. It was like a new... It was it was the same same characters, but they also had new characters. So it was actually... It wasn't really just a season two. It was like um, a version 2.0 or something like that. And I think that is where it could possibly work. But apart from that, I, I'm not so sure about it. I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one that thinks that that way as well. So anyway, um, th I'll hand it back. So I'm still getting used to the ending up bits. No, thank you for sharing. That was really incisive. Incisive? What's insightful? That's the word. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I try. I try to be. Because <laughs> I that is something that I I've often complained about. Because I love. I'm a complainer. Um, Netflix is ruining K dramas. And part what what I've I argue with my friend Karis about this all the time. I'm like, either they take movies that should just be movies and just extend them, and that's fine. And they just take a longer. It's a longer story. But, and they sell them as Korean dramas, but they're not following at all the Korean drama format. They're essentially films that give directors, often made by movie directors, right? They just give them extra time to tell a really compelling story. But they're not, they're Korean serials, yes. But are they K-dramas the way that we're used to? No, I wouldn't say so, right? They don't do the tropes or what have you, but fine. But who am I to say? I'm not Korean, right? But then at the same time, like they take a perfectly good K-drama story that has all the tropes that follows, you know, the rules of K-drama land as far as what we recognize. And then they spoil it. They either like, they, and I think the way they often spoil it is by making too many episodes. Like when they are like, okay, guys, you only have eight episodes. I'm always, I'm often happier when the shows that Netflix makes are eight episodes yeah. or 10 episodes but when they are like, we'll give you 20 episodes, I feel like they just take too much time or just, I don't know, they ruin the story somehow. 
but but Kate, I feel like Netflix plus Hong Sisters is not a good combination. It's just not a winning combination. That's actually a really good good way of putting it together. I think um, I think they're trying to uh, customize it for Western markets, and I think the only thing that we can do is as people that aren't Korean is push back against that. Um, but I'm not sure how that we how we could really do that. I mean, yeah, just keep it 16 to 20 episodes and, you know, that's, that's, they don't need to change it. That's, that's the thing. It's like um, people getting plastic surgery when they don't need it or something like that. It's perfect. They don't need to change it anyway. So, You know, I also think that they're not, we, sometimes we think they're catering to Western audiences and sometimes they are. I think they're trying to cater to Asian audiences. At least, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like with Disney Plus, and maybe this is a separate conversation, but like I think yeah. that either they A, don't know Western audiences, B, no, they don't know Western audiences, A, B, they don't know K-drama audiences, and C, there are all these markets that they're trying to tap into, and they're not pleasing anybody. They're not pleasing the new markets, they're not... In other parts of, of the world that are not non-Western, they're not pleasing Western audiences because they're not really watching K dramas like that a lot. And then three, they're pissing off the people who've been always watching K dramas. Well, I guess it comes down to what the what the solution is for that. I mean, maybe maybe what they'll do is they'll just see the ratings drop off in season two, or they'll they'll see that the season two isn't as popular as season one. Maybe it's just something that's going to take longer for them to actually to look at and, and, and see. Um, maybe maybe that's the stats which is going to tell the story to them. And but that that's not going to happen overnight. That's that's going to take a couple of years while they test all the different scenarios and things like that. Anyway, um, I haven't watched the last two episodes of Alchemy of Souls. How are they? Are they sort of as good as the last? ones of this series or are they dude we've been talking about that this whole time <laughs> yeah. no I'm, I'm just trying to segue out of this you know i'm just trying to get, get was, back on track that was a good segue good segue yeah what do you I'm guys think do you think that these last two episodes compare to the first season at all not really i think they really suck in comparison to the the episodes from part one and even in today's episode, I, I like literally was watching and I was like, okay, there's really nothing like interesting until the last like 10, 15 minutes where they entered the, was it Guido, Guido prison? I don't know how to pronounce that, but, and then they found, you know, there's like a skeleton there with an ice stone, which was interesting, <laughs> but that was it for me. So, you know, our girl Somina, she was like, yo, I'm going to be in the first season. I don't know what you guys are doing for the second season. I just don't know. And before I was so offended, I'm like, how dare they just swap her out like that? Like, she doesn't matter. Like, her acting skills playing both, playing Mudoki, playing, you know, Buyan and playing Naksu as if, like, she doesn't matter. Oh, no, she didn't play Naksu. Uh, playing, but, but still playing all three people in that show. I was like, how dare they get rid of her? And now I'm like, oh, she knew something we didn't know. She knew. She knew that the first season was a good season. And she saw the script for the second season. She's like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, one of my friends, she um actually is one of those like Soman um 
fans or whatever. And she said to me, you know, I, I don't know if like, if, uh, Jung So Min, if she was in part two, if it could be like any better, but she was like, no, I, I think it would just still like suck regardless of who you have as the female lead actress. Something else, Sangre, what do you guys think about these episodes in comparison to the first season? Um, I agree totally. They don't compare. Season one was so much better, much well, much, you know, more put together. This is not it. But I'm just holding on to the end because, again, I am a fan. I've dug it and I've been digging it since the beginning. So I'm just trying to watch this to the end. You know that something is up when you are watching a season like it's homework. You know. When when you're doing it like it's a chore, like okay, I've set I've set this show to watch. I'm going to watch it now. <laughs> so, and there's so much other better television, and I hope Netflix doesn't. And they're like kind of, you know, experimenting, like lose the traction that they have. I mean, I think it'd be pretty hard to do, but lose the traction they have. Because at some point, Disney's going to get it figured out. They're slowly but surely figuring it out. And, and of course, I mean, maybe they'll lose traction to, to Vicky or, you know, Amazon Prime or some of these other folks who are starting to really get on their game. Um, but I'm like, you know, it's a, it's a sure thing. Like, we're addicts. All you have to do is give us 16 episodes. Like, it's not hard. I don't even understand. I still don't understand. And so this second this second season, that's it. Like, if they talk about a third one, I'm going to feel like they're disrespectful, and I'm not dealing with that. I'm already feeling disrespected I am, <laughs> at this point. I was disrespected when they're like, we're not going to give you the same actress I've been feeling disrespected, like, with the storyline changes with Master Lee. I've been feeling disrespected with, actually, with a lot of things. I feel like the the only couple that I'm truly rooting for on this entire show is the uncle and the auntie. That's it. Like, maidservant Kim, I want her and uncle to get together. They're so cute. She is so beautiful. He is so cute. I love their love story. But Jang Wook... Watching him in episode seven, I was like, okay, okay, girlfriend, you need to leave his ass. Go home to your mama's house. The crown prince is eyeing you. You should be flirting with the crown prince. It, it, I literally was thinking to myself, you know what? There is a history of princes and kings stealing people's wives. Somebody mentioned King David before, right? Like, it's happened. The crown prince is eyeing you, girl. You should eye him back because John Luke does not deserve you. He does not deserve her. Just letting her, like, oh, yeah, go back to my mom. Oh, you go, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure, go back to your mom. It's like, really, dude? Like, oh, yeah, okay, I need you. And then, like, oh, wait, no, I do need you. Oh, no, I don't need you. Oh, I want. It's like, Sean, nobody has time for that. Go. Crown Prince is interested. Go see if you could, like, you know, flirt with him, give him a little something, something, you know, but keep it, you know, keep it right, you know. But she, I, D- Jungle does not deserve her at this point. I'm so pissed. 
Well, can I just say this? I don't even like her that much. And I'll tell you why. Yeah, because right. I was about to say, that's my disdain. Oh, I want yeah. her to go somewhere, Jengu. Right. I want him to find somebody else, not the damn doctor, but somebody else who he can go be happy with. For her, I need her to figure herself out. Once you find out who you are, then you can handle your business. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I have complete problems with her. Number one, because Chick, every time she gets a memory, she runs away. No, you should be leaning into the memory. Yes. If you touch a dude and you get a memory, you should kiss him. If that don't work, do something more with him. Like, every time it looks like she's getting her memories back, she, like, wanders off. I don't, and also, I kind of try to attribute her naivete and her winsomeness and her cutesy and her, I'm beautiful. I try to attribute that to like, you know, like they're trying to push the romance and she has to be that way. But I'm like, chick, you are around a lot of powerful people and you don't have nothing to recommend you. Like other than you're somebody's daughter who wants to use your womb. Like, can you kind of get your Noxu on faster? Because she at least had focus. She had some sense of agency. She had some sense of drive, even if it was in the wrong direction. Like, she was an authentic character that I didn't like that she was replacing people's bodies any kind of way, but I could respect her hustle. This chick is just like, I'm cute. Don't you like me? Who wants me? I'm like, chick. Okay, so you just your womb. You just cute. That's it? Like, that's all she's bringing. Real talk. Like, let's just keep it real. 2023 since we're in the new year happy new year everyone like chick you're not that interesting okay you go no you're right thank you and that maybe that's what the problem is with the whole season the girl from the last season was so much more interesting they rewrote the uh, the star of the show right the central character they're like okay we're gonna give her a completely different body we're gonna give her a completely different personality She's not going to remember anything from the past. It's like, wait, usually there's continuity. There is none. She's not interesting. At least, I mean, what I love Mooduck because in the last season, she was interesting. She didn't take people's crap. There were all sorts of jokes between her and Jungle where she was like, yeah, if you get killed, I guess you don't learn the skill. But if you don't, then you learn the skill. It was like, do you really are going to put this guy's life on the line? But guess Dr. what? Dr. T, I think you have just hit the nail on the head. Because I'm sorry, somebody earlier, I can't remember who, but somebody earlier was saying, could it be the actress? And I'm thinking now, without a shadow of a doubt, it is the actress. Because they tried to write in some, like, banter between her and the king. But even that doesn't work quite right. It's not... It's it just not flowing. So the banter that's supposed to be there with her, with uh, Yule, with Jengook, it just doesn't flow with any of them. So it has to be the actress. That's I'm there now. It has to be the actress. Oh, so you're saying that she's not doing the same thing that the previous actress would have done. But that previous actress woman would have been like, let me take these lines. Let me give them a little pizzazz, a pow, pow, pow. I'm like, oh my God, I love this actress. But this actress is like given the same types of lines. And right. it's not powering, right. it's not pizzazzing. You're just like... Because I'm just tripping off of, they tried to put that there with her and the king, or the, the crown prince. They tried to put that her, there with her and the crown prince, but even as I watched it, it never ever sparked quite right. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know what it is about them, but they need to stop this. Like, going on with that turtle, you're doing too much, this ain't working. But now that you just spoke, I'm like, oh, that's the problem. Because with so, uh, so men, she was able to give you the 
it made it funny and you could kind of really see because at first I'm like are they trying to say that the king the, the crown prince is interested or is he just being busybody like I couldn't put my hand on what was going on in this season last season I knew clear as day oh yeah he called himself liking her too Right, so, and that's, right, and and that's why I said that everyone was checking for Naksu. All the men liked Naksu. All the men were, you know, milkshake to the yard. She was all of. They loved her, okay. <laughs> but it was bringing all the men to the yard. Let's keep it a buck. You know, her soy skills bringing all the men to the yard. But I think <laughs> I did that badly. But I I think I don't think it's the actress. I think it's the writing. I think that they, and I think it's how oh, they wrote but that the character. The fact that they didn't do it last season with a different actress, but not this season with this actress, tells me it's the actress. It can't be just the writing. Right. Yes, the writing's bad. We give that. But I'm saying those same little witty comments and little witty remarks last week, last year when we watched it in season one, they flowed and they worked. Now it's not flowing and it's not working. I, I, but What's that's the difference? I think I think that I'm not saying it can't be all three. It can't be the actress, the writing, and how they handle the character. But I think a lot of it is the character. They made a character who is not witty. Mm-hmm. She's just cute. She's, She's cute. Not, she doesn't have she doesn't have Naksu's energy and drive. Naksu was like a badass. She was a badass in another body, basically looking at dudes saying, "Toughen up. Stop being a little punk. Thorn and die." Like she was that type of chick. She was hard. She was hard. Not Sue was a street she was. chick. She was a she. Okay, she was a. She's a ride or die. Chick. She was a ride or and, die. And this girl's like, I want to walk and live. Right. This chick is like, don't you think I'm cute? Don't you want to love me? She just. She barely met dude, and she was like, hey. She jumped off the the boat and jumped into his arms. You don't know him. He's just cute. Okay, he has some power. Yeah, he got some swagger. Okay, I get it. I get it. But don't just like just jump on them any kind of way is because they just made a cutesy character. They made a Mary Sue type character who does not have any agency. So that's why she can't carry, she can't even carry wit. She can't carry much. She can't carry herself. All she can carry is her womb. That's all she's bringing to the table. But out of curiosity, anybody who watched season one, is not this the same woman who initially played Moxu? Yes, but she didn't play Mudok. Mudok was the one that we were all loving in season one, right? Like, that was what I kept watching. I was like, oh, look, it's a, because, you know, real talk, I don't even like watching these old time stories. I don't, I don't like Sagooks. I usually watch the modern stuff. Why? Because I don't like watching girls who are like, oh, I have no support. I have no flavor. Oh, please come save me. Oh, please come help. I hate those kinds of girls. And a lot of the Sagooks have girls like that. I like girls that are with you. I like girls who I like girls with swords who are fighting, who are doing stuff, you know, who are carrying, pushing the storyline along, and that's just damsels in distress. So the first season, I was like, oh, they're doing something different. They're giving us like a Gorio style chick, not a Josenera style chick, you know. And then this girl comes along and gives me Josen. I'm like, oh no, oh no, no, no. This is so boring. Give me some salt. Give me some pepper. Give me some cayenne, please. Because this girl is so sabor, sin sabor. No flavor, no sabor whatsoever. Don't you think the, um, I, I can't remember her name, but the bloodworm girl in the second series that died, um, she to me seemed like the, that kind of girl the most. And it was really 
I know you talked about it before, but I thought that she was the sassy one, you know, the one that, I mean, she couldn't fight, but at least she tried to put up a fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. I think she was very sassy, and I think they misused her character in casting. Yeah, she was really good, and I thought that um, it was such a pity to see her. Maybe they'll revive her in the in the last two. I, I hope they revive her in the last two episodes and she'll come back or something like that. She really had to... I could see that because why were we looking at her body today? I was like, what is the point of her still being like, why are we looking at her body? When when Sewell was looking, or Yul was looking at her in the casket with the umbrella? I mean, oh, you said you hadn't seen today. Sorry, I apologize. Well, today we see her body. And that's what I was like, why are we looking at her body? And in my my mind I'm saying, they might do something with reviving her. Okay, yeah, what well, if they put Noxu in her body and keep oh, Bouillon's spirit in Bouillon? I would love that. Yeah, that's the answer. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the answer, definitely. I, I would love that, because you're like, she's, she's yeah. a fighter, but she can't fight. I was like laughing as you said that. But I'm like, oh, but what if they put her in Noxu's body with Noxu's skills and she can be a fighter? Our Chingu girl is going to be a fighter. I could see that too because Sol Yul is busy trying to figure out how to solve this problem. Because remember, he loves Naksu. He still is in love with Naksu, even though we recognize when Naksu is falling in love for Jango. He's still pining for her. So I could see that happening. Oh my God, that would solve it. So that he gets Soe, yeah. who I've been rooting for this whole time. Like, Soe, get your man. That would allow Soe to get the man. See, so, we've already yeah. solved the problem. We've written the ending. Thank you. So here's my question. Um, what happened to, um, what is her name? Chow Young, the blind girl? What happened to her body? Okay, so this is the thing that, the other thing that pisses me off is the ableism, right? Because girlfriend was blind, and they're like, oh, you're putting the body, the spirit into this body of a blind girl. But she's not blind anymore. Explain to me. Somebody explain to me this. Well, that's from season one. In season one, when she took, when Naksu took over Madogi's body, same chick, when she took over that body, she was able to see. She was no longer blind. Because you remember, that's been Soe's whole point the entire time is that the original Bouillon is blind. Why are we playing with y'all? This chick should be blind. Why is she not blind? Because. Sorry. That, that whole thing happened. Go ahead, oh my. Sorry, I had like a theory about that too. Or on my blog, I had written like an explana- explanation of um, why exactly, like, uh, well, you know, the Mudoke body is no longer blind. It's because, like, you know, Naksu, she's Jimbu Yun. So she, during her time in the, you know, GYJ body, she had, you know, trained and became and you know accumulated a lot of energy. And so when she went back to her original body, um, she actually healed her eyes, like her soul healed her own eyes, and that's what, you know, no, like Bu Yang's no longer blind anymore. So when Naksu goes into Soe's body, which is our prediction, <laughs> then yeah. Bu Yang will go back to being blind. Is that what you're thinking? Uh, well. Could that happen? Could it happen? That's a question. I'm, yeah. I need an orb chart so bad, I, y'all. I think if, <laughs> I, if, she, if she leaves her own body to go to a different body, um, I think it would... Hmm. 
logically from how I'm arguing, I think it would just leave it like blind again because it's the soul that that transforms the body, not the body that transforms the soul. So, like, say, like another, like she enters um, soy so, ah, soy's body, and soy was like, I don't know, had some sort of like physical injury, then like, um, then not or Jim slash Noxon's soul could feel it. Oh my god, I'm I love that we have an ending that is gonna be better than anything the Hong Sisters is gonna give us. Cause I feel like this would be the ending that I would be so content with and that would even possibly make me watch a season three. But if they don't give us the ending that we've come up with in this room, I'm not gonna watch season three. For me, three. I think the ending is gonna be actually like it might be, you know, far fetched, but I think um Jung So Min is gonna be in the ending. Oh, that would make more sense. Like that, that would make that more body, sense. I mean, this is just a mask, like an illusion. This, you know, uh, Noxu face is just an illusion. Like you can just peel off. So whenever she gets all her craft back and puts her soul back together, then her soul is going to change this body. I don't think so. Girlfriend is already wa- working on another drama right now. Like she's not coming back. No, she's already told just, us I she's not making an appearance in this season. She, no, she is. It's it's in the writing. She's supposed to be part of this as a cameo. So I can see her showing back up and then ending it at season two. Then that makes sense. Because I've only seen her. So I feel like they're they're putting her on the list because they have flashbacks of her when she was Nux, whatever, whoever, whatever her name is, Mudaki. But I don't, do you really think that she's going to leave the drama that she's, she's like working on right now and come back and for the, I would love, I would love to see that. Though. Yeah, it would just be like, like you know, like at the very end, you know, her, her face, like, or the body, whatever, the face changes to hers again. And this time she's like, I'm really Jin Yan, like, and Noxie was a part of me, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, goes with the whole because did did you ever see the drama where um i cannot think of the name of it but uh purple gum shows up at the end he's the waiter or something and we leave him the, oh it was uh, yes, class. Class. Yes, yes yes okay so i think it'd be like that it would be where she just makes a quick appearance it's nothing where she's going to be needing to take scheduling and doing all that other stuff she's just going to make a quick appearance and it's going to be to help wrap up the show I mean, and why Why are we assuming that she didn't already do that wrap-up before? I mean, they knock out shows, shows, you know, we we don't get them as much, but there are plenty of 20-episode shows. So they may have done it all already um, once Netflix interceded badly, and, you know, she's not really taking a break. We just get to see her. I think she could have filmed like right after because they were filming part one in May, I think. And so she, I mean, I think they said they took like a week or two weeks break. And so it, it could be that, she, you know, she was already, she filmed her little small portion um, for the ending, like at the very like beginning of part two filming, if that makes sense. Yeah. And she had to say, I'm not in season two. Yeah. 
because she because a spoilers yeah. <laughs> right spoiler. and b she knew that with her scheduling it wasn't gonna yeah. work but can i just say that i really appreciate how um how song gray was like you know a year ago when alchemy of souls first aired, i was like girlfriend that was like months ago <laughs> but i love that because it's like we are really supposed to be three years out right so it's like you're not wrong it's like it's been three years <laughs> Is there anyone else that wanted to come up and speak? I sent a few invites that I know. Uh, Sab, I see you've made a few comments. And K3, I invited you all as well. Is there anyone else who wanted to speak before we begin our wrap-up? I just have to... Uh, I'm not sure if this particle, but I, I'm, I have to get back to work. So but thank you for letting me speak. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming. You know, there isn't a protocol, cause, at least not for me, because it's the first time I've ever done this. So, Whoever wants to speak up, you can just raise your hand or um, hit the mic button, and it'll request that to speak, and then we can hear from you. So, there was something I, like, was kind of upset about this whole entire, like, um series it's just like how women have been treated in the show there and i was like is this like game of thrones i don't know how many of you guys have watched like game of thrones but um like female characters in game of thrones were you know treated pretty poorly and like in this show it's like the same way you know they're either like damsels in distress manipulative or petty people and i'm just like why can't all these women just work together and like why is it always the men who are always like you know at the top of everything and like women are always getting like degraded and like look how you know out of the four families there's just like you know the gin and and they get treated like trash like all the time and i didn't appreciate that and i really didn't like how they they had changed like um you know k's character you know i i was like really she's gonna be turning into that kind of bit i'm sorry <laughs> like, like oh you know, I didn't, I didn't like what they did to her character. So yeah, that's just my two cents about that. And I don't like Django. Like he just makes the most like misogynistic like comments like all the time. And I'm just like, oh my god, like girl, this girl like needs to just leave. And you know, as others have said, like go back. I want her to like find herself, and then like whatever romance stuff she wants to do that, just do that after and like yeah just like find herself and then worry about all the other stuff she has like responsibilities right now to take care of well you know what i agree about what you said about um jay luke i think that the reason i was like i didn't even like him first um season and it was because i thought he was spoiled and he didn't have much to recommend him other than like a lot of angst because he was like constipated, his spiritual, you know, his <laughs> energy, his his key or his chi or whatever was constipated. So the thing that humanized him for me and like, you know, kind of um kind of smoothed out his rough edges was um Nasuk, you know, was why well, am I saying her name wrong? Uh Nasu, Naksu. Um because she was such a hard ass with him because she so didn't give him 
any room to feel sorry for himself. You know, like this guy had been jumping from person to person saying, will you be my master? And people were just giving him the runaround. So you want to feel sorry for him. But then he was super spoiled. He didn't want to do anything for himself. He wasn't doing the education that he should have been doing. So I think on this side, he instead of being the spoiled prince, he gets to be like the bitter prince, right? But he's yeah. doing the, if he, doesn't, he doesn't have a Naksu to like pimp slap him a little bit and say, hey, stop being, you know, this way. Um, and so that's why I'm like, I'm rooting for their romance, but I agree with you. It's like, yeah. you know, he, he kind of with, he's been very, he's been cold to the point of cruelty. And then only at the end of episode seven did he kind of bear his heart. And let me give big ups to that kiss. Respect for that kiss. Um, I may have to clip that kiss and put it on, um, you know, and tweet about it or something because it was a nice kiss. You know, you got to you got to give points to kisses in K-dramas because some of them are really weak. Yeah. So big ups. But that was, you know, it was like almost too little too late i'm like okay you're doing this and we don't we only have two episodes left okay so now you're gonna speed up the romance i I don't know what's going on i mean the thing i didn't like about the relationship is that at the end of you know part one they they like both lost their powers or whatever and they essentially just lost any motivation to like do anything with their lives like they were just like oh we're just gonna go to wherever and you know live a quiet life and I'm like you guys are like you know you have to do something with your life like you know it's not always just going to be like peaceful all the time you have to like do something you know you're you guys have like all these powers like do do something with them for the world you know as much as that sucks it's like you're given these powers you need to do something with them other than yeah I just the alternative which is nothing and I was like okay so they're just going to be in love and just do nothing and I was like oh. you're like frustrated with the whole like to whom much is to whom much is given much is expected and there's just like no expectations anymore <laughs> yeah dudes I don't know about this show thank you for clarifying well I guess I, I clarified it and then something else no a song rake agreed with me so I'm like yes I will reiterate that I'll read it with something else said, which is that, like, the best part of Jungkook was what Mudok brought out of him last season. Like, she was so central of a character to the show last season. Such an interesting person, such a force to be reckoned with. And they took all of that out of her so that now when you see Jungkook, he's just not even an interesting character anymore. There's no, there's no, like, combination that keeps you want to, that makes you like him even more, you know, that makes you like him. I think you're right. I don't even like him this season. He's just a jerk. He's kind of like, like you said, abusive something else. And like, there's nobody there to bring anything interesting out of him to make him turn into a better person or reveal a different side of him. And there's just this girl who's like, oh, I'm just pretty. Love me. You know, it's like, whatever. Well, I personally have nothing else to add. um, Unless you all have anything to break down about Reborn Rich since we talked about it first. Um, I don't know if any of the listeners have something about that. There were no requests to speak. So I think we are at the end. I think we are wrapping up here. And 
thank each and every one of you all who came in, listen, who did share and give opinions and toss around ideas because it did help to like make some things a little more clear and more understandable for me. Um, I also think that this was a excellent collaboration between uh, K Drama Support Group and Black Girl Soul. Thank you, ladies. This was this was fun. I enjoyed. Thank you again for having yeah, it. Yeah, we Thanks gotta definitely do it again. We have other shows, yes. you know. We can count on the one thing we can count on is that there are gonna be new K dramas, C dramas, and J dramas. So I mean we definitely have to do this again. Thank you. Absolutely. This has been so much fun, everybody. Thank you for coming. Small plug for those of you guys who are in the DMV area, the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. Um, next week, K-Drama Support Group will be collaborating with another group to host an in-person finale watching of Alchemy of Souls. So message me um, directly if you're interested, if you're in the area. Thank you for coming. I'm glad we got to do this, guys. Good times. Yes. Yes. Bye, you guys. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to Black Girl Soul. We enjoyed having you. And please subscribe, like, and follow our Facebook page, YouTube channel, Twitter page, Instagram page, and join our Facebook group. You can also find us on Patreon. Please look below for links. See you guys next week.